Hello, I'm Scott Sashka. I'm Evan Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast, where we... we well, we weren't. Evan, no, we were, but I don't, yeah. we don't need synchronicity, okay. but Evan barely participates anymore. <laughs> He's too good for that. We're going to explore the big money issues in the world of sports. Lots to talk about. Let's start. Uh, where do we want to start? Do you want to start with... Uh, After everything we did pre-tape, you say, where do we start? I'm yelling well, certain I'm gonna, things I'll, and where are we starting? Let's start with Steph Curry. Yes. We're going to start with Steph. So let me explain the situation. Go ahead. Golden State Warriors star Steph Curry. He is scouting out new investments off the court. The NBA star's latest bet is Canadian travel startup Snap Travel, which helps users make hotel bookings through messenger platforms like WhatsApp. In terms of snap travel um, and where they are in, in conversational commerce and uh, finding ways to meet the consumer where they are, um, and in terms of you know again being disruptive in that industry, uh, it said a lot about the company, about the leadership, and uh, definitely excited to be a part of the team. Is it no. just me, Bar? Does it sound like he just got off a 29-hour flight from somewhere? <laughs> snap travel that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this see, this is where you know the rich are going to stay rich, like, because yeah, this is a good investment. I think you think. Oh, so you you've delved into the specifics I've of snap travel, poured over the financials. I poured into my twenty dollars that I'm investing in this. <laughs> By the way, Curry and uh, Telstra Ventures, the investment arm of Australian telecom giant Telstra Corporation, they were among the group that invested just a little over thirteen million dollars in the company. Pocket change, pocket change. I mean, he's an investor in Palm, Pinterest. He launched Slice. You know, it helps athletes with their social. Yeah, this is the new thing. You know, we said it before. Athletes in the past wanted to be rock stars. Now they want to be venture capitalist tech investors. That's the cool thing. That's everybody wants their equity. They want to get in on the ground floor. They want to be seed funders. And maybe if you sell later on for, you know, a big company buys you up, you make more off the court than you did on the court, a la Blaze Pizza and Mr. LeBron James. Yeah, his company SC30 making 8 to 12 investments a year. Um just gives you a sense of, of how he's approaching this, right? He doesn't I don't think he's thinks every investment he's making is a is a slam dunk. Um but if he, you see, know, that's he how wants, yeah, venture capital, it's not a slam yeah, dunk. Yeah, and he's probably not buying huge stakes in these companies and obviously you see from the company side getting Steph Curry involved uh, is a huge benefit. Hey, when we right? had the- it, it allows you getting Steph Curry to spot as a sponsor of your company is much more expensive than just getting him to invest a little bit, and you get the same kind of attention. Yeah, absolutely. Way. Let's not forget Steph and Andre Iguodala were the two athletes who were co-sponsors of the Bloomberg That's Venture right. Capital Tech Summit. You know, two years ago, the inaugural one, uh, Iguodala was back last year as uh, with Kevin Durant. So. Uh, they're in Silicon Valley. They're taking advantage of their proximity to the capital. Why not? I mean, this this makes perfect sense. It's the new breed of athlete, uh, no longer just content to say, oh, I signed X million and I'm set. That's it. Like, I don't have to do anything else. These guys are forging a path that will last far beyond their playing years. And you know what it reminds, speaking of that, and it was a reminder, Steph Curry is 30. Now, people are like, come on, that's that's young. Well, Evan Novi Williams is, is 30. Somebody, is wait, you want to bar? Wait, bar. You'll love this. Young. You ready for this? Somebody oh, said, a, a young person said to uh, Novi underscore Williams the other day, oh, well, you look good for 30. 
<laughs> oh my yeah. God! He could. He did not take it well. Someone on the street. He, the other he day. did not take that well. Yeah. Yeah, Gramps. Should have been the doing, number man? of the week. Thirty. I think, I think she was a high school student. Oh, <laughs> I, like, I think you meant that as a compliment, but I did not take it that way. When we when we put this when this show is simulcast, we're gonna have a nice close up of the crow's feet. For Mr. Novi Williams. I, I ride him all the time. <laughs> right now, look, he's got that. Look, Bart, you can see it from where you're sitting. It's not, it ain't so good. Wrong, it ain't man. good. <laughs> it ain't good. All of a sudden, this guy's going to start moisturizing. Oh. What do you want for the holidays? Moisturizer. Yeah, eye cream. That'll never happen. Well, you know, you, you seen that cream where it takes yeah. the stuff away from the eyes and, and the crow's feet uh, and, and I've and, seen and it because my wife has- Not a sponsor, it, guys. Not my a sponsor. wife has 9,000 <laughs> bottles of gook in, in the bathroom cabinet. Yes. Oh, move on. Yes. Uh, And this is your story, by the way. Uh, Sports betting gets a new meaning as startups invest in athletes. It's new with a twist. Not new. Um, Peter Gordine used to work at the NBA. Uh, He was the liaison between the league and the broadcast partners. He's teaming up with a quant from Bank Lumi, Israel's largest bank. And they think they have a secret sauce. Here's the gist of it. They will try to identify professional athletes after their rookie season. So they want at least to see that professional body of work for one year. And the guys who don't exactly jump out as superstars. And the examples they're giving are Drew Holiday, now with New Orleans, and Steven Adams, Oklahoma City. Like, you look at their their first year body of work, it's like three points, four rebounds. That's not a megastar, right? But they think their quantitative data analytics, machine learning, and know-how they will be able to identify who these superstars are going to be. They will approach these players and say, we'll give you X millions of dollars, it's going to change for each person, in exchange for a future percentage of your revenue. So if some guy doesn't work out, hey, you get the two, three million bucks, it's all yours. You don't have to repay it. If for whatever reason you get hurt, you don't want to, whatever, you don't want to play, something happens, you don't earn that money, you don't repay it. But if you become a Steven Adams and you sign a $100 million extension, 8 to 10% of that goes to home court capital. Now, that's int- I, that is interesting. So it's, it, the initial part, like you said, is that you, you're good to go. But any extension goes to... Your future earnings, yeah. Future so if, earnings. You, if, you, if you exceed your peer group and you are rewarded with a fat contract, you will in perpetuity be paying a portion of your income... To home court capital for in exchange for that upfront money, you know, at the start could be two, three million dollars. There's no set amount. It depends on the league, the position. But these guys think they can identify which players will become stars. This is the kind of thing that, that does happen, I think, behind the scenes fairly often in some sports. You know, I, Neymar, I think, fairly famously when he was very young, yeah. signed over a lot of his his marketing rights um, in perpetuity. Uh, you see it in golfer golfers often. Poker stars get staked a lot. You know, the, the, you're essentially asking this athlete um, for you know to to either not bet on himself or you know you're offering some upfront security, yeah. right? Some 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 insurance that you know if things don't work out, you know you've got you've got a little bit of a cushion. What home court would tell you the the biggest advantages here are you can, at early on you have the capital you can invest it any way you want. It'll help. You don't have to borrow money. This is not a loan. You do not have to go out and borrow money, put yourself in debt, and then repay it. Those are the those are the big pros from home court's perspective. Come yeah, on. and it's it's a similar from an athlete perspective. It's it's a similar offer essentially that that Fantex and a few of these other security 
uh, groups were doing a couple years ago. You know, the, the home court is not turning this into something that fans can invest in. Yeah, there'll be no exchange. Um, but yes, it's an upfront, you know, couple million dollar investment uh, for, you know, future rights. And it's going to, I mean, I would imagine, I know they've thought of this and you may have asked them about it, Scott. It's always going to, you know, create these weird little changes of incentive, right? Where is an athlete less incentivized to do X and Y if, you know, the, the contract they're getting on the back end isn't all going into their pocket. It's right. going partially to someone else. Yeah. Good, you good know point. what? That high schooler is right. You don't look bad for 30 at all. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. As my wife more says when you. she looks at my crow's feet, she goes, March, 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 March. That's what I'm starting to Evan, March, 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 Cold. You know, my wife says, she said, you might want to think about just for men. Wow. <laughs> As she said that. Wow. And I said, well, who am I fooling? It's like, you know. It, no, I, li- I like your color a lot. I, yeah. I, I like keep it just gray. It's just like everybody knows. You are distinguished. Yeah. You sound distinguished. You look distinguished. You just do not act distinguished. <laughs> 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 That's okay. What Lastly, do what do we got? I'm extinguished. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Soon, yeah, anyway. soon. <laughs> uh, this one, I love this one. Finally, Seattle, you're about to get a winter team that you haven't had in a long time. Yeah, 32nd NHL franchise, no surprise, uh, voted this week, the Board of Governors, unanimously to award it to Seattle. $650 million expansion Woo. fee, 150 Woo. more than than what the Vegas Golden Knights paid just two years ago. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think there there are fans up in. Quebec. I'm going to do it again. While, uh, just periodically while you're talking, I'm going to go. Woo! Fans up in fifty million. Fans up in Quebec are uh, are Quebec a little uh, are a little upset. Um, but you know the, the there's been a, a push for a long time to get an arena up in Seattle. They're not getting a new one. They're essentially building a new one through the old. They are getting a arena. new one. It's, it's yeah. the old one. The roof is the same. A, but they are in essence getting a new arena. Tim Lightwicky was on the show and arena. said that. Come on, Evan. Makes total sense for. The NHL, you know, they're they're moving back to a city that is um, great market, growing. Yeah, it's, it's growing in 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 both its its business connections, obviously tech, Amazon, tech Microsoft, yeah. etc. They sold a lot um, of tickets ahead of time. Population going thousand. up thirty three thousand, I think. Yeah. I think they're on the wait list already. Um, you know, the NHL has suddenly become a league where they where they're going to cities that other leagues are, are trying to get to, and they're beating them there. Right? They they beat. The NFL to to Las Vegas. There, I assume at some point an NBA franchise is going to come back to Seattle. Batman the takes, N- yeah, the NHL takes team a lot is, of heat. is beating them there. Yeah, Batman took a lot of heat for some of the Sun Belt, whatever. But like a lot of those markets did work out, and now you're going to have Phoenix moving to the Central Division. This makes sense on every level now. Equal number of teams in the conferences. Good for the NHL, and I really can't wait to see what happens on the NHL media deal next, Evan. Uh, we all know yep. the, the the value of this content. They have a lot of games. There's a lot of shoulder programming. They left ESPN and the promotion that comes with for NBC. NBC has treated it like a marquee property on NBCSN and, and of course, on the mothership itself. It's going to be in demand. I'm very interested to see the number because the Canadian TV the Canadian deal is great. Is a, is a monster. Bell and Rogers. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> a but then you, you're going to put on top of that and now a new U.S. deal in the multi-billion dollars. You're looking at some serious cash for NHL owners. And it's coming at a, a good time, I think, for certainly for hockey fans and also people who might be coming to the game now. You know, there's a lot of young stars. They're very exciting. The game itself, I think, is opening up a bit. I think it might be more accessible to casual fans now than maybe it was when when speed and, and, and stick handling wasn't 
you know, fully, uh, fully a, a, an emphasis. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it, they're in, they're in a unique position. The, the viewership numbers obviously are not as big as some of the other other big be. leagues. But you're right; it doesn't have to be. And, and this new fractured media market, they're already on ESPN Plus once every every uh, yep. every night. You know, they have a Yahoo deal, I believe, for Game of the Week. Um, they're doing some interesting stuff, and they'll be, you know. There's going to be a big payday. Just, I think, just don't lock them. out the players. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean that yeah. drum is is already being beaten. Uh, I mean, you hear there could be a lockout yes. on the way. It's funny you mentioned that. The, I feel like that drum is beating now in every, every sport, sport at all yeah. times. Right? Like Adam Silver the other day, totally they're spending yeah. to unprofitability. You're, you're seeing Adam hints. Silver three years before, three or four years before that deal is up, already talking about it. Um, Major League Baseball, which seemed like it was a it was labor free for so long, you know, there's huge fighting last year, and I'm interested to see what this offseason brings. But at in the terms end of the of day, yeah, and the question is, can you get enough owners in all of these sports? And this is the easiest way to look at it: can you get enough owners across all these sports when it's their turn, who are unhappy enough or are not making money to get the votes required to shut down a season? And my bet right now is no. There are too many powerful owners, big market owners across the landscape of sports that are doing very well. And it just does not make sense for them to shut down a season. I mean, the opposite is also true, right? There are enough players out there who are willing to go without a paycheck for long enough. There never are. Let me ask a question. The expansion fee is $650 million that they have to pay. That's a lot of money. And that's up. From two years ago, when the Las Vegas Golden Knights paid just five hundred million dollars, why? Why? Why was there such a big jump? Because it worked out well, and you yeah. can, now it's more valuable. Someone's Things, willing to pay. Vegas worked out well, and David Bonderman can afford it, and he wants that team, and that's you. You want it? You got to pay the going. Yeah, rate. We, we've seen MLS expansion fees go from well, I think Toronto paid Nothing, ten million ten years 10, ago, and now it's one hundred and fifty, two fifty, something like that. Um, yeah, and worth noting on that expansion fee, the Vegas doesn't share in that, which I was a little surprised yeah. by. It's, you're you know, always phased in. Yeah, that's yeah. being split by thirty teams, not the thirty-one teams uh, in, in the league right now. Wow. And doesn't get shared by players, obviously. So this is this is a, a, a check that goes right into owners' pockets. That sound you hear isn't is part of revenue sharing. Crying. Start to think about what the team's name will be. They haven't named it yet. The totems. They haven't named it the yet. The totems. The totem seems like the likely answer. I'm like yeah. Puget Pirates is my is my goal. No, because then you're taking out the city name. Hashtag right? Puget Pirates. Yeah. Totems. Let's make it happen, guys. Totems. Let's take a poll. Yes. <sighs> no. Oh, no! Oh, Sorry, wait, let me stomp on this cricket. <laughs> this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scott Sosnick and Evan Novi williams We are here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with XFL Commissioner Oliver Luck. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world and online wherever you get your podcast. I'm going to go in and say, but, I mean, we should have said all of our shows are really good. We love our show. But Oliver Luck was excellent. Mm. Yes. Yes, he Oliver was. Oliver Luck was excellent. Yes. So if you're curious about the future of yeah, football, yeah. Oliver Luck and the XFL is uh, is a podcast you should listen to. Wherever available. So tune in, by the way. I'm going to give I'm gonna give the that's LQ the whole, again. That, that's what the whole purpose of what I just said was. I'm going to give it again. You're listening to Bloomberg <laughs> Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world. <laughs>